Little Joe was playing in his wooden sandbox, which was presented by his father, Anthony, on his seventh birthday. He was now ten years old. His dad owned a cafe in the northern suburbs of the city, whereas his mother, Mary, worked as an apprentice under the local stenographer. They all lived in Mexico City, Mexico. Though both parents earned money, the times were tough and it was hard to make both ends meet. Anthony's business often ended up in losses. The couple hailed from an uneducated background and due to this had a tough time earning good reputation in the society. Life was miserable and Joe often poignant about their life. He sometimes even cursed God for putting him in such a family where one would not even have the leeway to get educated. However, Anthony worked very hard with the vivacious thought of providing to his family at least the basic needs. But their destitution was like an albatross clinging onto their necks. It was around 11 p.m. Everyone was in their deepest siesta when the phone gave a ring. Anthony didn't get up until the phone rang a few times. In a somnolent mood, he attended the call. Hello? Hello, Anthony. This is Mitchell speaking. Yeah, Mitchell. Come down to my house. Why? What happened? I can't explain anything through phone. Is it that important? Very much. Fine. Drowsiness got the better of him. He fumblingly made his way to the restroom and washed his face. He felt better now. Wearing his overcoat, he went up to the main door, and then he remembered something. He went back up to the bedroom and kissed Joe. He had a sentiment that if he kissed his son, something pleasant would happen. He pasted a note on the door on which he wrote where he was going and when he would be back. Then Anthony set off for Mitchell's. Mitchell lived in the adjacent street in Baker's Avenue. Long back, the place was famous for cakes and confectionaries, and hence its name. He was Anthony's partner in business. By a twist of fate, they both met each other when either was on a hunt for work. Anthony made his way down the street. As he walked, he thought of means and ways to improve his business. Times were tough, he too knew it, and if he doesn't do something, things could aggravate. The sky was crammed with darkness, and the weather was subjugated by untimely strong winds. It was 8 a.m. the next day, and Anthony had not yet returned. Joe woke up, and what he saw made him regret for having woken up. He felt alone. He called out his mother, but didn't get a reply. He wandered helplessly around the house, but to his dismay didn't find his parents. Fear crippled the little boy. He searched the whole house, in the barn and at the rear, in the lobby and the courtyard, but his parents were nowhere to be found. The weather outside was fearfully gusty. The noise of the raging wind made the child's heart tremble. His heart began to sink, and he began to cry pathetically. For a moment, he felt that it would have been better if all this were a dream. He did not understand what to do. He was in a state of complete confusion. As Joe sat crouching in a corner, crying and trembling, he heard somebody knock the door.
The door knock gave him a sense of hope that his parents would have arrived. He at once went and opened the door, but to his amazement he saw a tall, brawny man standing and smoking. He stared at Joe and put down the cigarette. Smashing it with his foot, he entered inside. All this scared the little kid. It scared him so badly that he began to weep. Joe asked with his voice unremittingly wavering, Who, who are you? His voice wasn't clear as nervousness gripped his vocal cords. Don't get scared, the man replied. I don't like people who get scared. His words had little impact. Joe again asked, Who are you? The stranger searched the whole house and came back. He looked at Joe bizarrely for a few seconds. Joe remained silent, but his tears